News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Welcome to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning. I'm Alan Gilbert with darkhookmedia.com. And I'm Maximilian. And man, where there are a lot of belated and unbelated holidays to wish you. <laughs> but I just want to say, I want to wish you all a very happy National Winers Day. Oh, like complaining, not not people that like to drink. So. No, yeah, whining. To, they to, whine to complain, like Moni Myrtle. So you know what happened, Al? They were they were they complained that they didn't have a holiday, and eventually they got their way. So well, just yeah, like yeah. a kid in a yeah, grocery know. store, they eventually get those cookies because they won't shut up. So. What was it uh, to quote Sir Patrick Stewart? You know, would you like some cheese with that wine? Okay, yeah. <laughs> whining day. That's good. Do we want whiners contacting us? I don't know if we do or not. You know, no. nothing irritates me more than listening to somebody whine. But okay. <laughs> All right, that's a pretty good one, Max. I would love, I would love to see that national celebration. What if they have a convention of whiners? What well, does that look like? It's called Festivus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, drop the mic. That's pretty good. All right, well, if you're out there whining and you're and you're celebrating your your uh, your whining, get in touch with us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline. Uh, you can call, text us or call us at 901-683-0989. Uh, we also invite you to watch the show. You can do it a couple of ways. You can go to the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page or the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And while you're on social media, I also invite you to scoot on over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and uh, check out the post that uh, that we made up there. We made a couple of posts, our must-have item of the week, brought to us by Max. Mm-hmm. Now, how's that for a tease? Because Max doesn't usually bring in the must-have item. And I mean, I've had before. And it's as on brand as you would expect oh, when yeah. you see what's up there. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, check that out. So, and also we made a uh, interesting post about our um, about our uh, great moments in building history. Now, Alan, this is this is right at, right in your wheelhouse. So, great moments <laughs> in building history is uh, Houston. You know, they they don't do anything small in Texas. No, Houston not, is no. just about to open the world's largest water purification plant. The yes, Northeast it is. Water purification plant expansion i think that's what they call yep, it yep and it's it's basically taking well we're not gonna, i don't want to overdo it but it's it's pretty interesting it definitely has ramifications i would say worldwide the technology you know say what you will about the state of the world once we crack water purification water management and everything that changes the whole global landscape yes i mean in a good way so, folks, you know, I mean, the future isn't as bad as some people might think. So, but this is cool. This will be a good well, discussion. It's a, it's a great project that has a lot of personal ramifications for mm-hmm. a homeowner. Yeah, this is bound to start a controversy. We're we're basically calling this we for historically terrible. We're call, we'll call it basically also calling this a uh, point counterpoint. Mm-hmm. And I uh, didn't really have to persuade you too much. <laughs> this is one. I've, I don't know wallpaper. Now, yeah, I can already we, see our interior decorators out there throwing things at the radio. I just don't like wallpaper. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, having installed right. it for years and having to, worse yet, t- having to take it off. Uh, Maybe uh, I'm biased because of that stuff. But um, Well, I'm going to expand your wallpaper to wall cover. Okay. Because it's more than just paper these days. Mm, good point. And there are... There are a lot of pluses and a lot of minuses, so you really got to make 
an informed decision. Yeah. So we, we've got a lot to unpack with that. Absolutely. So uh, also uh, for listeners, well, you know, we would love, you know, Christmas is uh, Christmas was the last week. We would love to hear. Did you get any tools for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Max, I think you got some tools for Christmas. So. Oh, man, did I did. Yeah. If you got some tools for Christmas or if you gave some tools for Christmas, we'd love to hear from you <laughs> and how they went over. You know, did uh, have you already got started working with them oh, yeah. and uh, did you get anything cool so feel free like we say get in touch with us you can either call or maybe text us a picture of what you got oh we'd love pics uh 901 uh, the big m roofing and remodeling hotline 901-683-0989 we're also going to circle back to in in alan's week in review and talk about secret storage oh, which yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm having that same conversation, so it's kind of serendipitous. There's there's a lot, and I'm not teasing anymore because what's the point? You know how that works. But before we get to uh, anything, we have got to uh, – we've oh, – go ahead, Max. Okay. Uh, go ahead and hit it, Max. You already started. That's the most foul, cruel, and bad temper rodent you ever set eyes on. <laughs> I just wanted a hug. Okay. Oh, rats in the kitchen, just like that delightful movie I taped in the theater. Yeah, that was a, that's our Critter Wars. Boy, what a sloppy uh, rollout that was. Let's just get all our mistakes done in 2023, and then uh, 2024 know, will be polished and perfect. So, Well, you know, we're in that week, Joe, where nothing has to really happen. No, that's you know, let's true. Face it, this is, hey, we're at least here. This a lot is of people the cusp, take this off. Yeah, this is cusp week. You know, it's kind of like, eh. It's a week out of time. That's right. I mean, a lot of radio people just take this time off. They oh, just, yeah. You know, we're we're here doing our duty. Yep. Well, Alan, we would we would uh, we would be <laughs> shirking our duty if we did not. Really, this isn't a war. This is a salute. We want to give a big shout out to the Bartlett Police. Oh, I'm yeah. sure most people saw this post. What a great what a great story this is. Apparently, there was a giant beaver running around the St. Francis Hospital over in Bartlett, and they. They captured this guy. He, okay, but this is not your standard, I mean, this guy is big. Yeah. And we love beavers. I mean, they are the hardest working animals in the animal kingdom. They're cool. They get the job done. I mean, they they are tough little little creatures, so... But uh, Alan, you are unique. You are uniquely suited to discuss this because you've dealt with all sorts of rodents. You've probably eaten a, you know, you've probably eaten every kind of uh, varmint out there. But also, you're in the medical field, and so I was kind of curious about this. Well, for one thing, I also have a call to action. One thing that's lacking in this entire uh, article, they don't give this, um, they don't give this beaver a nickname. You said it's probably a male one, right? Oh, it was definitely a male. This thing's gigantic. This yes. is the biggest one I've ever seen. That's I, a big so, old boar male, yes. If you've got any suggestions for what they should call this guy, just Google it. You're going to find the image. It's all over the internet. Uh, my vote is for the, uh, I'm going to call this thing the refrigerator. Remember uh, <laughs> William Perry from the Bears back in the day? Or maybe the commander or something. But if was, you've got a good nickname. I was thinking nickname, he was on a hospital, so he was Dr. Bucky. Okay, you know. but if you got a good name for for this uh, giant beaver, uh, you know, give us a call or text 901-683-0989. But, Alan, okay, what – I guess I had two questions. If left unchecked, I mean, this this thing could do some hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage, right? Oh. Medical equipment. Oh, well, let's face it. A, they are rodents. Yeah. B, they chew. Right. The, and, and they, they can got bite serious through teeth. a tree. Right. So, yeah, they have some very, very serious teeth. Of beavers are generally kind of leave us alone kind of critters. 
they don't really want to they, they don't really want to deal with humans but they can't sit still right that's their prop they have to be doing something well it, it is their nature to constantly be building and taking care of things right they're a lot like maintenance workers yeah there's always <laughs> something else to do the other problem is they're always looking for new territories mm. and memphis is blessed with a lot of water and a lot of greenery that's true this is like you they know, would love it out here. So, yeah. We we got a lot of stuff. And we'll go into a little bit more when we come back about the habitat he was probably looking for. And all that beautiful landscaping out there probably pretty much looked like a buffet to him. Yeah, but he was in the hospital. That's, well, he made the mistake he... of wandering, through, you know, a, a door opened somewhere and he wandered in. And next thing you knew, he was wandering up and down the halls. <laughs> uh, happily, he wasn't really bothering anybody. He was pretty much just trying to find his way back out. He took a wrong turn. He okay. took a wrong turn in Albuquerque. All right, but we're going to also, uh, well, I mean, we got to build on the drama of this situation. Yes. So we'll do that when we come back here on Tool Talk Radio. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. This is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I notice how Max never counts himself. He's part of this. Uh, <laughs> you, you you share the blame. I am one with the board. Okay. And the board is with me. There we go. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. There's a lot of reasons to do that today. Or, well, no, actually, December 26th, we were celebrating a belated National Winers Day. This is for people that like to complain and just whine and bring nothing to society. I don't know what happens when they all get together, Alan. This this could be Well, happily they're just uh they're a subset of the procrastinators group. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're out there and you and you're whining and celebrating, let us know how you're doing that. Uh also, we're um uh in a minute going to get back to our critter wars because we're discussing it's kind of a funny story, but also it's something to pay attention to. We live here in the Mid-South. Mm-hmm. Uh beavers live here among us and Left unchecked. I mean, we, we love those guys. They're great, hardworking animals, but oh, they, they can, they can flood the lane, buddy. So, yeah, yeah, they can flood the neighborhood. Um, in a sec, so we're going to get to that in a second, but Alan, I was remiss. I I, I have to give a quick shout out to, uh, because I, I encountered a couple that uh, really, I, I don't think I've ever met a couple like this before. Mm. I was looking at, I was giving a quote to uh, somebody about some kitchen work. Uh, it, her name is Margaret, and her husband's name is James. Margaret is 86. Her husband is about to turn 101. Fantastic. Great couple. You know, real yeah, nice. Fantastic. Very, and awesome. Okay, here's the twist, though. And and as Margaret puts it, she's 86 years young. Oh, you absolutely. Know? And and James is just, I mean, he's kicking along great. He's doing really well. They're newlyweds. Awesome. They got married three years ago. Awesome. What does that look like, Alan? <laughs> You know, I mean, good for them. That's just cool. I think, you know, that is awesome. So congratulations out there to the newlywed cup. I'm calling them newly three years yeah. in. That's still you're They're still at the honeymoon great. phase. So but uh, that was a first. I had never met a, a newlywed couple, you know, 
at that part of their life, basically. But uh, they're I having a great think run of a better and time. enjoying Perfect. their life. So yeah. I just wanted to give them a shout out. So, okay, uh, let's see. Let's get back to our discussion, though. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Oddly appropriate. We were talking about in Critter Wars this giant beaver that was say, hey the the Barton police. It just shows when you're a, when you're a cop, you don't know what you're going to get called to do can uh, you on any given the, day. You get you their ma- call. It's like <laughs> imagine the dispatcher. Can you repeat yourself? Yeah, you, you have a lot. Yeah. What's the code for beaver or <laughs> giant beaver, a giant beaver, beaver in, in the hospital? hospital. Right. There's yeah. probably a code for that. Oh, it's an eight forty seven or something. So I think it's animal intruder. So, right. Yeah. Well, Alan, you know, the thing is, and I don't know what happens when, you know, they always look fun and, and uh, friendly. I don't know that that's true. And they got some oh, big no. teeth. And if you go to tackle one of those guys, I don't know what that, you know, I don't oh, know. Do you throw a blanket over it or uh, something? Well, or? basically what they did was they shooed him into a a trash bucket. Mm-hmm. And for, and we're talking about commercial trash bucket, oh, not, yeah, this is, not a trash can. Right. I mean, these are big on wheels. They tip forward. So, you know, they kind of eased him down till they could lift this thing up and the picture online is him in a transport where they could roll him out of the building he doesn't look phased at all he's like eh, yeah, okay i'm going somewhere they're else they're kind of chilled and grew they're they're not an animal that's going to get up and go bounding about like a deer right or a raccoon or something yeah uh they're you know <laughs> semi-amphibious and now they can't whack the bejesus out of you with that tail. That thing can. It's hurt. funny because that's got some power. It's got well, some those power. Teeth can cut through a tree. And so. keep in mind, those teeth will go through cinder blocks, trees, yeah. your hand. Oh yeah, easily. I know it looks like something out of a out of an animal cute cartoon. Right. They're still wild animals, and oh, they yeah. will defend themselves. And. They got the, claws too. So I mean, well, they have paws. They don't okay. really have like a cat has claws. They, they have their hands are actually really weird because it, they look kind of like little human hands wearing little rubber gloves. They're very small. Yeah. They're they're but they're also very dexterous. Mm-hmm. They can hold things and manipulate things. Oh yeah, pretty much like a, like a child. Yep. The problem they get into is landscaping. And pretty things that we think are fabulous, they think are fabulous. Yeah. And <laughs> I happen to know right there behind that hospital, there is a small creek. Well, that's where he came from, right? I mean, And obviously. he probably came up that, checking out the neighborhood, looking at the loo landscaping that's gone in. Because those trees that we think look so pretty, they think are tasty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that Japanese maple will make oh. it uh, a good afternoon snack. That's, so that that like, has yeah. some sweet, that's a, that's a dessert, you know. But, 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 Alan, the reason I was intrigued with discussing this with you is because, like I said, you're in the medical field and you work with weird, you know, you've had your share of critter wars. But if this thing's in the hospital, what do you think, it, it, it what would uh, the most appealing part of the hospital be to a giant beaver like that? Well, <laughs> like, where would they go, you know, and where would they bring their friends? So, Well, you know, oddly, our buildings provide a lot of nooks and crannies that critters do like. Sure, that's what uh, I figured. Yeah. So, in this case, he probably came in through the loading dock area. Because hmm. I know at the time he showed up, we had had a rainstorm. So oh, there was right. probably plenty of water back there. So he came waddling up. It's not like he walked across a big dry parking lot. He probably came in through the back. Yeah. Had big open doors. He probably wandered in. And then they're going to look for some place 
quiet. Okay. Someplace kind of dark, someplace kind of quiet. In this case, it was over the holidays, so the hospital wasn't very busy. So he was just kind of walking around checking stuff out. <laughs> okay, so he's not going into the ER or anything like that. So well, I mean, goodness. if there was an open door to it, he probably could have. But okay. Happily, somebody saw him early on in the process. And yeah. We began shooing him into um, safety. Okay. So he was uh, he was relocated. He was not harmed. Uh, so he has been moved back out to a natural area where. He can go on about his adventures without interrupting hospital operations. Well, it's a good feel-good story. Nobody got hurt. Nothing. No property was damaged. That's yeah. the big thing. Yeah. He could have done some damage. If, you know. Well, it's not like the deer came running along and went crashing through right. the front glass or something. I mean, to quote the old Thomas Tank Engine videos, and luckily no one was hurt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's amazing how many people get hurt in that show. But that, uh, yeah. mm. Okay. <laughs> Um, so all's well that ends well. So, but like we say, we're leaving this out on the table. If you've got a suggestion, because this is a cool looking creature. He, this, this creature's had an adventure. He's mm. made his mark, uh, on the, on the local zeitgeist and he deserves a nickname. So if you've got a, an idea for a nickname, call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. My vote is for the refrigerator. And before we put this, I'm going to tie this up in a bow, Keith actually had a, um, a contribution to the beaver discussion. Okay, mm-hmm. talk to us, Keith. They said the reason they're ever growing incisors are yellow or orange or brown is because their tooth enamel has iron in it. Yep. Iron is strong stuff and makes their enamel super hard. It also makes their teeth resistant to acid. Oh, now that's interesting, Keith. So I thought it was because of all the tree sap and everything. They no. turn because they are they are weird. They're like yellow teeth. Yep. You're and like, they're huge. If you ever see one yawn, oh, they're nuts. Oh my gosh, you will you will gasp in disbelief. They also never stop growing, which is why they're constantly chewing. No, that's it's they're wearing them down, right? Right. Yeah. Kind of like a squirrel's teeth. I exactly. Think. Same thing. Well, so, they are related. They are both rodents. Thanks, Keith, for that contribution. However, Keith, I'd love to know what nickname you uh you want to throw in for this animal. So. And if you have any uh critter war stories, especially this time of year, also send us a text, ask us a question. We'd love to we'd love to get into this a little more. Especially if you got photo evidence. Yes. And you know, we joke around about it because critter wars are fun stories. You know, they're not always <laughs> They're not always, it's not fun when you have an attic full of squirrels no. or when you have a uh, backyard yeah. full of armadillos taking apart your garden. Right. Yep. And so, it, you know, or, but I mean, you know, we got to, we got to include bugs in that mix yep. or termites. All of know. these sound like the lyrics to a country song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> squirrels in the attic, breaking my heart. There you it, go. So. It can happen. But um, yeah, that, so that's all fair game. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to, we'd love to hear from you about that. So uh, 901-683-0989. Um, Alan, in a minute, well, we're going to put a little pin in it because uh, we're coming up on the break, but uh, in Alan's Week in Review, you brought something up last week that we decided, well, you know, it was busy. We had Jay yeah, Hill in yeah. here. We had a lot to talk about. But um, we're going to get to this because this is sort of an interesting conversation. It's all about secret storage. Yeah. Like, uh, and, you know, every square inch of your house is fair game. There's nothing saying that you have to. And there's nothing. Well, I mean, there are codes and stuff. But there's nothing saying you can't utilize it the way you want. And that's that's kind of what we're uh, all we, about. We've had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, and we've done it. <laughs> and well, so, and we are doing it now. So. Yeah. So um, we're gonna we're gonna get into that too. And uh, also, hey, Alan, real quick, you know, we should remind people this this show. You know, if you miss it, 
you can always listen later, right? Absolutely. They can pop over to tooltalkradio.com. We're a podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. You can take us with you anytime you want. Okay, cool. All right, while you're listening to Tool Talk Radio, we're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to find uh, talk about Alan's Week in Review, all about secret storage. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Okay, you know what? Shut up. News Talk <laughs> 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Yeah, not very good leadership uh, skills there. <laughs> Anyway, occasionally that's the way it has to go. Yeah, sometimes you just gotta, <laughs> you know, take care of business. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And there's a lot of reasons to do so. For one thing. Um, if uh, you know Christmas is uh, come and gone, and if you've got any, if you got any really cool tools, or maybe you did a home improvement as a Christmas gift or something, uh, we'd love to hear from it. Maybe, uh, maybe send us a picture of that great new radial arm mm-hmm. saw that your wife bought you or something. So, uh, or if you gave a gift, uh, we we'd love to know how it went over. You know, a a, a tool gift, I guess you could say. Also. Um, we are, uh, <laughs> we're putting it out there because, uh, we're celebrating a belated National Winers Day, W, uh, I don't know how you spell wine, W-I-H-N-E-R-S, whatever, W-H-I. People that like to complain, and, uh, so we, uh, the, they're all getting together and, uh, celebrating in some way. I would love to know what that looks like. Like mm. I said, I'd love to know what their national convention's all about, <laughs> but, uh, if you're celebrating in any way, let us know. Also... Um, we're, our call to action is we're looking for a nickname for this giant uh, bee, uh, beaver that was captured over at St. Francis <laughs> Hospital. We should mention, too, I mean, it, it's it's got a happy ending. They returned him into the wild. It's yes. not like it, no no animals were hurt in, the, no in this entire operation. People's. Right. But uh, we're looking for nicknames. Keith texted in one. He wants to call this guy Iron Tooth. That's a good one. I like mm-hmm. that. So, so far, we're up to Iron Tooth, the Refrigerator, and the Commander. So, <laughs> if you got any uh, good names, like we said, call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. We also invite you to watch the show. The cameras are on uh, on the uh, News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And we also invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page, like the page, share the page, and Check out the posts we've made over there. So, well, in a minute, Alan, we're going to find out what you did actually two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but before we get to that, we want to talk about our good buddy, Larry Brown with Brown Refrigeration. So, um, you know, we've said this before. The uh, HVAC system is, uh, it's got to be the most complex system in your home and one of the most vital and just one of the ones that it it. It needs to be done correctly. There's really no half measures with your HVAC system, right? I mean, this thing has to be functioning properly or it ain't functioning. Well, I mean, and it's more and more important every year. Of, mm-hmm. You know, we we use the, we count on it for uh, reducing the humidity. Right. We count on it for uh, maintaining a proper temperature. We have also now have added, you know, purifying the air. Right. To, you know, there are filtration systems and now things like the Remy Halo, which can actually eliminate organics in your air. That still blows my mind. And it also, so it's not only... 
cleaning, it's not only pumping out clean air. This air is like turbocharged. This is the yes. superhero of air molecules. They clean every surface they hit. They're working. It's like it's kind of like the beavers. They're mm-hmm. not happy to just sit there <laughs> and land on your surface. They're going to get the job done. They're going to yes. clean every surface they get to. All of that is a finely calibrated machine, and it need, you know it needs maintenance. A lot of the maintenance is preventative, which is the kind you want. And so it's a good idea to get brown refrigeration out for a visit you know, once or twice a year. They can keep the air ducts clean. They keep everything functioning properly. They can also identify any f- problems that you might have coming up down the road. Also, if you do need a new system and maybe uh, maybe you weren't prepared for it, they offer really outstanding financing. Their financing Absolutely. is great. Uh, so it's not as uh, scary of a prospect. You're like, okay, this is manageable. I can do this. So, And also, they are just a rock-solid company. They've been around forever. Larry Brown uh, eats, sleeps, and breathes HVAC. This guy knows HVAC inside and out, and he's always uh, evolving with the latest technology. Just great people over there, a great business culture. We, we love Brown Refrigeration. So uh, get in touch with them. You can call them at 901-362-1881. Or go to their uh, very easy-to-remember website, brownref.com. All right, Alan, I've been looking forward to this discussion. Oh, the humanity. (laughs) I'm never looking forward to that deafening stinger that Max loves to do. (laughs) Have you ever lowered the volume on that thing, Max? I mean... No. How many speakers have we blown out? Max has a... he, he has a side bit. He's getting paid by the speaker company. Yeah, right? No, I'm resolved to, you know, test the limits of a speaker okay. and t- also test the limits of the human ear. Okay. Anyway. Hey, a couple weeks ago, or, well, no, I guess it was last this week. This was last week. Last week we were taught, well, you had a lot going on with your, um, what what you were up to last, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Alan's Week in Review, and we couldn't get to, we couldn't unpack it properly, so we said, let's carry it over because... Oddly enough, I was having the same conversation with a, a customer, and we're calling this secret storage, but what we're really talking about are there are places in your home, maybe, and especially when you're building, especially right, right. now, you're tearing, you, you've you've gutted a home, yes, and now you're getting ready to rebuild. Well, you know, some of those little nooks and crannies would make a nice secret storage place or a nice absolutely place to hide your, you know, whatever, and why not think about it now? And there, it, it's all fair game, but- um, you do have to do it right. There's things to think about if you're going to oh. make a secret storage compartment in your home. So I thought, let's talk about it. Because I've actually been involved with one. I, I made a secret um, uh, kind of almost like a panic room, you could call. Mm-hmm. But but let's talk about that. I thought that was a neat conversation. Well, so. I, I, I have to go back about a year ago and we're helping a friend move. And she was uh, moving into one of the uh, antique, I'm going to say distinctly older buildings <laughs> and, and, uh, and I mean, we're talking 1910, 1905, you know, construction era time. Right. And the really humorous part is the person we were helped move is about five foot three. Okay. And there were cabinets in her new apartment that were six foot seven. Mm, okay. There was no way she was ever without a ladder going to get way, way up there. Right. And, And that's a pain, you know. Well, but I got to thinking about that over the time, and it was kind of like, well, here's your option. Box it off, board it off, Mm -hmm. or leave you the option of using it. Right. When we began working on this house, the decision was made not to lower the original roof in the original part of the house. So the original ceiling 
in the, the roof or the ceiling. So, yeah, in the ceiling. Okay. Not, the, the roof is there. The roof is the roof was added to the building after part of the building was already there. I got you. So we we got basically have a wedding cake layer construction. Mm-hmm. So the roof is independent from the roofing structure, which is independent from the actual interior of the building. It's been a lot There's of fun a void. working this. Well, there's a lot of voids. Yeah. And the decision was made early on to leave the ceiling at the original nine foot. Okay. Now, this for sheetrocking and other purposes makes extra work for you because now nothing's on an eight foot center. Right. All right. Well, get over that and look at it and go, all right. So we're putting in these closets. I like nine-foot ceilings. It well, gives you that little bit of extra room. It's like Exactly. You know. So we're, we're putting in these walk-in closets in the bedroom. And way, the way they were designed, where we were going to box off at least a foot or more mm-hmm. in the top of the closet. So we got to looking at that, and we just decided to reframe it out so that they got closet all the way up to the nine-foot ceiling. Rather okay. than boxing yeah, it off low. Yeah. And the, the point is, well, you know, if you want to put something tall up there, you want to hide the Christmas gifts, there it is. But as an added treat, as we were going through this, we all kind of went, you know, it would be really cool if you actually had hidden storage. Right, right. We're actually going to put in a part of the house a hidden drawer that it's going to be in plain sight and no one is ever going to see it. I love that stuff. Yep. And it's going to be hidden. Right. So that the homeowner can access it from a private room and they will actually have a place to put stuff that is not anywhere obvious. Well, because we all have those items. just having so much fun with this. Well, we all have those items that, okay, you can't necessarily, you need it at the house, but maybe you could put it in a safe deposit box at a bank, but you really don't want to. And, or maybe it's something, whatever, for whatever reason, you need to keep it away from the kids or something. And having access where it's right there, but nobody knows it. That's, there's something kind of cool about that. And the killer part is, with only just a minor amount of imagination, this was just going to be boxed off and walled off space. Mm-hmm. Yep. In plain view, everybody is going to be able to see it, and no one is going to know what's actually behind that sheetrock inside that particular area. Because, you know, we box off a lot of stuff when we build a house. We box off the air. We box off drainage. We yep. box off... Uh, we hide electrical. So we already hide a lot of things around your home. Mm-hmm. This was just stepping it up to where, you know, how would you like to be able to hide your jewelry box? Right, exactly. How would you like to be able to hide, you yeah. know, yeah. this as part, an actual built-in part of the construction of the home? It's five feet away from you and nobody knows. And, you know, and so no one would ever a... know unless they knew the secret. Right. And and so there are things to think about with that, though, too. Because, uh, like I said, one of the things, so the one I was involved with building um, was basically, have, you've probably seen these built-in little, I had, for lack of a better term, like almost like a bookcase, like a corner right. bookcase at a 45-degree angle. Mm-hmm. Well, this particular house, the way it, the way it was configured um, well, of course, if you have something at a 45 and the bookcase is only, you know, I don't know what, like if it's like five feet wide by whatever, you've got a pretty good, you you could fit a person in there. Yes. And that's what they wanted. They wanted more or less like it, it, 
I don't know if you'd call it a panic room, but they wanted enough space to put whatever they wanted in there. And basically, we 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 organized these hit. We had these well hidden hinges, mm-hmm. and you know the little uh, mag- magnetized where you push it and then it pops it open. Right. It was a lot of fun to work on. It was a lot of work because man. It's got to be finely tuned, or, yes. or it's otherwise, it, you don't want it so obvious that you see the hinges or the gap, right? But, but um, the things to think about too are the fact that those areas probably don't get any airflow, and they might trap moisture, and they might whatever. So don't put your Action Comics number one in this spot <laughs> to hide. You know, think about that too. Mm-hmm. So, so we well, might have a few uh, parting thoughts about that, but it's pretty cool. It's it, a cool it, project. Yeah, it's very Scooby-Doo. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of Scooby-Doo, you're listening to a Tool Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Floor feels a little gritty here. Yeah, we ran out of floorboards there, so we painted the dirt. Pretty clever. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. And if you go that route, do not use oil base. It'll never dry it. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you'll be uh, oh yeah, you'll be tracking gosh. that stuff everywhere. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Uh, we also invite you to watch the show. Well, actually, I should say there's a lot of reasons to do so. We have a call to action today, which I hope we're going to hear. Well, Max, later in the show, we will hear because we were asking people if they gave any Chris, if they gave any tools to anybody for Christmas or if they received any tools as a Christmas gift. We'd like to hear it. You know, send us a picture or let us know what you got. Max, you actually got some tools, uh, so we might get to get to that later with you. Also, um, we're looking for a nickname for that giant beaver that was captured over <laughs> at um, the uh, St. Francis Hospital by the Bartlett Police. Safely returned to the wild. Nobody mm-hmm. was hurt. I didn't hear about any property damage. I don't think no, the beaver he, he did didn't tear anything up. He didn't get a he didn't get a hold of the furniture and no. chew it up. So, but he, this this is a noble creature and it deserves its own nickname. Keith's vote was for Iron Tooth. My vote was for either the refrigerator or the commander. So, uh, we'd love to hear from you about that. You can uh, call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline, 901-683-0989. And we also invite you to watch the show. You can watch it on the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page or the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And also go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and see the posts we've made over there. Uh, Okay, we're all up to date. Hey, Alan, before we move along, though, we were before the break, we were talking about the enjoyment or, or just, you know, why not? If you're doing a room mm. addition or if you're just doing any remodeling at your house, why not make yourself a secret storage compartment? You might have those items around your house that need, they need, you don't want them in a safe deposit box, but they might be valuable or maybe they're dangerous, but you still need them close at hand. Well, make yourself, there's all sorts of voids in your, in your walls or even in your floors or places like that. One thing I was saying before the break was you should really think about what the temperatures are going to be like in there. Right. Maybe don't do it on an exterior wall. Think about the humidity and the heat and the cold. I think it'd be a good idea to incorporate a fireproof box into the into them. Those things are pretty airtight, right? I mean, oh yeah, and they come in yeah. all shapes and sizes. So maybe you have maybe it's a two part operation. You have the yeah. fireproof box inside this void. I don't know. What do you think? Well, so. you know, there's of uh, all kinds of home security and stuff to do with this. 
this is mostly, I'm going to say more for fun than I'm going to say for we're putting a safe in the wall. Uh, Putting a safe in the wall is also pretty straightforward. You know, it's just a matter of boxing it in and making sure it can support the weight. Right. But rethinking, you know, looking at this house as we're working on it, kind of going, you know, instead of wasting this space, let's put something in it. Let's Mm -hmm. have fun. Yeah. And I got to admit, it is, as I said earlier, a Scooby-Doo episode of oh, yeah. trying to imagine how do you put this in? How do you release it? How do you set it up? And it has been a blast. And it's just a cool feature. You know, I, I was thinking of something, too. You know, back in the day, this seems like this was a Victorian era thing. But, you know, those like, uh, oh, I'm thinking of something maybe Sherlock Holmes would have owned, like a... Uh, a, a really ornate or or a desk with some yes. with uh, like eight hundred different little cabinets, and they always had that false door, or they had that little yep. secret whatever that was built into the design of those things because they might have had important documents that they had to store or something. And it's really cool when you discover those things, and it's always a unique carpentry challenge too. So oh, it it is. It's it's a lot of fun to build. Okay. Uh. So yeah. So if you you know. That's that's something uh, that we'd love to. If you've ever built a secret compartment, show us where it is. Send us photo evidence, and we'll know. But uh, let us know what that is too. But um, all right, well, let's move it along. Max, you brought this one in today, and uh, so <laughs> if you've already been to our Facebook page, you've seen what this is. But Max, tell us what the uh, Alan's holding it up because naturally you're not on camera. But tell tell people what Alan is holding up to the camera. A tactical flashlight. <laughs> So it's not a flashlight. So this thing is self-defense. Precisely. Okay. I mean, it is what I like. My motif is I like the idea of having tools that are functional, but they could also be weaponized when necessary. Okay. How does this thing, how is this thing tactic? I'll tell you this. It is bright. You could light up an entire backyard. 2300 lumens. Okay. And so, but, but I thought you told me that you could use the light as a self-defense mechanism. You can, because it also... Wow. If you have a, if you triple press the button, it has a strobe um, effect, but we're not going to do it to blind our audience members. Right. But one thing that's kind of interesting is like, well, it kind of makes me think of a similar function to pepper spray. However, what I like about this over pepper spray is that some people have an immunity to pre- pepper spray. No one has immunity to the power of the sun. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you're blinded with a strobe effect of, what did you say? Three, how many lumens? 2,300 lumens. Yeah, nobody can see if that thing's pointing in your face. So, but um, we should say, and also it looks like it's almost like a pair of brass knuckles, right? I mean, this thing would—you uh, wouldn't want to get hit by this thing, right? No, yes. but it's a nice little Very piece of metal. Good. It functions similar to a um, a weapon called a kuboton, which is a blunt weapon, and it kind of strikes at pressure points. Oh man, okay. You know, Max—he's one of the—he—he he can weaponize anything. He's got an umbrella that could snap a two by four in half. I mean, you get. <laughs> We should say, though, this is a nice thing to have. I mean, we all need a good flashlight. And, and it's rechargeable. I like that. You're not wasting a lot of batteries. You're you're basically, uh, you charge it up. I, I do like the recharging. But, Alan, this just goes to show that this type of flashlight would not have been possible how many years, not that many years ago, right? Well, well you're looking at uh, aircraft-grade aluminum mm-hmm. milling. And the big advantage to this is the fact that you you can put this in your toolbox. Right. And it's going to hold up far better than the aluminum flashlights of 50 years ago. Well, you know. They got dented. The the cap always came off. The bulb was always burned out. 
and heaven knows the batteries were always corroded. I was going to say, because I feel like the batteries in the flash, I always had that little extra flashlight in right. my toolbox. Well, of course, now we have flashlights on our phone, so we almost right. never, but my experience would be, oh, I need the flashlight. You go to hit it, it sputters, or it doesn't even go on, and you open it, and the batteries are all corroded. Uh, the so number of like, times I sit around going, bang, 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 mm-hmm. bang, 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 banging a flashlight, trying to get the bulb to line right. back up. The advantage to a lot of these now, of course, it's LED technology. Right. So you get massive, massive amount of light for very, very little energy input. So the batteries hold up longer. They're rechargeable. You've got excellent machine milling. Mm-hmm. So, again. It's a good-looking flashlight. Something I mean. that's going to bang around in your toolbox, not get destroyed. It will work when you need it. And the other flip side to this is... You know, they're just clean, and they're small, and they're compact. Right. And the rechargeable part, I, I really appreciate. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that thing, if you're working, I, I mean, we've been there. You're, you have to look in a crawl space, or you have right. to look in an attic or something. This thing will light up the entire space. And depending upon the flashlight that you have, what's nice about this one is it has the option of changing the brightness. And so if you're just wanting to go for a softer glow and everything and not eat up the battery then you just kind of like press the button and you give have the option of adjusted of, of adjusted adjusting that's the word adjustability adjustability yeah there we go max i can so, word okay college graduate okay <laughs> <laughs> no but you know what a useful flashlight is i mean that's something i you know you'd want i'd, I'd want all my kids to have one of these so it's like just cuz I like the notion that man I, I i would love the notion of a robbery being thwarted because they got a flashlight shown in their eyes you know or uh well i mean we have new bulbs non-lethal. out so that yeah. are so bright these days of i hate to say it but you know there have been times crawling under a house you and i both go through this right where having something that really lights up like that and we'll warn you mm-hmm. about that boa constrictor yeah. or raccoon or possum and you know what I like too is it's not it has a very depending upon the type of flashlight that you get it has a lot of versatile functions. For example, when I was reading the reviews for this particular brand, I won't say which one it is, but it has a um, the charging end of it is magnetic, and so it's pretty handy. Is a law enforcement officer needed a little bit of extra length to look with their flashlight, and so they took their expandable baton, which had a magnetic end at it of at it of it. And then they um, stuck the flashlight at the tip of it to give themselves a little extra length. Ah, there we go. So, yeah, no, it's very cool. And, I mean, the LED technology is what's changing everything. I mean, yes. they they redid. I was going to ask you about that because they redid our streetlights. I'm sure they did yours, too. Our streetlights are now completely LED. And I'm telling you, man, it is. Our street is well lit. And, Very and well it, lit up. And, and it's a nice light. energy. It's a pleasant light. I, yeah. I enjoy it. And I really like um I just feel you feel more secure when it's well lit. And this Ellie, man, it's just changing the whole lighting game out there. It is. So pretty cool, Max. We uh, it's it's just neat to see that type of technology evolving. And, uh, you know, you can well, carry you it in your and pocket. I are, you and I are both big proponents of the power of lighting in your home. Absolutely. So, well, uh, man, hour one of Tool Talk Radio is in the can. But never fear. Hour two is coming up. We got some juicy stuff to get to, including our historically terrible discussion, talking all about wallpaper. <laughs> News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. 
Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And welcome to Hour 2 of Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. And there's a lot of people weighing in today, Alan. Uh, There's a call Mm -hmm. to action. We have a few calls to action. One we haven't heard about yet, but... uh, if you've got any, uh, if you got any good tools for Christmas, or if you gave somebody uh, some tools for Christmas, we'd uh, we'd love to hear about it. We might be talking to Max later about that because he uh, he got some tools for Christmas, and we'll find out what uh, what that was. <clears throat> we also want to know if you've got any good ideas for a nickname for this giant beaver that was captured and uh, safe safely uh, returned to the wild. He was captured inside St. Francis Hospital in Bartlett by the Bartlett police. And, uh, you know, hey, it's a great photo op and um, mm. it's a lot of fun. But this this noble creature deserves a nickname. So also uh, we are at, we were talking about secret storage. And one of our listeners, um, Cindy, who is a, sort of, I guess you could say, a storage expert, did point something out. She said, you know, under the stairs is a really good, oh, yeah. there's always that open space. And a lot of times it is just a open void. There's no studs. There's nothing in the middle. So that's a great place for a secret store. So thanks, Cindy, for that uh, recommendation. Also, Angel weighed in uh, about our post for, um, we posted a picture of Max's must-have item of the week, which is a tactical flashlight. She said it looked like a mini lightsaber. So if you she's agree, close. go over to, if you want to see what she's talking about, go over to the uh, Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and check that uh, post out yourself. And if you want to watch the show, you can go to the News Talk 98.9 The Roars uh, Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars uh, X page, and the uh, show is up over there. So, well, Alan, this is bound to trigger people and uh, hopefully stir up a lot of controversy, but uh, let's get to it. This armor's useless. Why do we even wear it? This is the worst. <laughs> I I I don't know. I don't purposely like to annoy people or so. Well, I don't mm. know. I say that, but this was uh, you know. In, in, this is the time of the show where we discuss historically terrible ideas. We've discussed shag carpeting, oh, water yeah. beds. We. It's funny how the '60s and '70s seem to really uh, play a big role in this. You know, oh. press board siding on the outside of your home. You know, there's a lot of and, and things from way in the bat in the past too, not just that, but um, you know, houses without fire or you know, without fireplaces smoking up the whole house back in the thirteen hundreds. <laughs> but Alan, um wallpaper, some people I, oh. I already know well, I guess there goes our sponsorship from the wallpaper company, but uh Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I've take I've put up wallpaper, I've taken it down. I don't know. It just bugs me. I but um Let's talk about it. I know there's people out there that love wallpaper. You may be wallpapering your house right now. So maybe this isn't a, maybe this is more of a point counterpoint, but um, why don't we talk about what we hate about wallpaper well, then yeah, maybe, let's, you know. <clears throat> I'm taking a deep breath kind of going, um, wallpaper is a little bit of a wrestle and a fight uh, in the simple fact that it really depends on where you live and what exactly we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Of Wall treatments can be paper, vinyl, types of plastic. There's also a wide variety of organics now. There's wood, there's bamboo, there's of 
plant fiber. There's just all kinds of different things that can go up on the wall. And I think most of my problem is a lot of DIYers do this with the wrong materials. Mm, oh, I see what you're saying. You know, okay. there are specific adhesives that are supposed to be used. Yeah. That are antifungal and antimicrobial and are designed to not have things growing under your paper on your wall. Okay, that's... Okay, now this is an extreme case, but you're right. I remember... <laughs> I remember it well. You remember that stuff, grass cloth? Yes. It oh. was like wallpaper, but it had literally long things of almost like stringy grass, that, it, and it was woven, and it had all this stuff. Well, you ever, if you put that stuff in a bathroom, for one thing, it collects dust. Yep. It collects moisture. It gets funky. It's hard to get off the wall. It, it's trapping all sorts of things you don't want. Oh, yeah. All sorts of bacteria, probably. Oh, too. yes. Oh, yes. That was a horrifying idea. Yeah. Of, you know, maybe in a hallway of a hotel, properly decorated, it looked amazing. And when you went home and you stuck it in the bathroom, mm -hmm. you just created Bug Central. <laughs> and And then when the people took it down, they were horrified to discover that it grew mold underneath it, and the sheetrock was damaged, and it would hold moisture against the wall. So, you know, that's where we began getting into, like, a lot of mold invasions into the home. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, all right, you've got to be so thoughtful about what am I putting, where, and why. Properly done, a good wall treatment is astounding. Right. It looks amazing, and it will last for years, if not decades. Okay, I'm already waffling a little, Alan, because maybe my beef is badly applied wallpaper or badly utilized wallpaper. Because I, I just remember going to a home. I, I, you've seen this, too. Somebody swings the door open, Ugh. and they put a hole in the wall. Or they don't even put a hole. They just dent the wall or yeah. something. Well, in the, you know, if you've got just a regular sheetrock, uh, you can patch it, paint it call it a day and it blends in well doing that to a piece of wall it never really works and uh, or or if, if you drag a chair across the back and it scratches it exactly wallpaper is not forgiving like with it is not and and uh or or some patterns they make you almost like dizzy when you're looking at them or they're too busy and they make you anxious looking at it. Like they don't create a relaxing, you know, well, I mean, we, in the eighties, everybody was doing wallpaper yes. and even into the nineties and stuff. And I just remember some of it. I'm like, who, who picked this? And well, why did you pay $120 a roll for this designer, whatever? And I don't know. Well, it's kind of like recessed living rooms. Yeah. Uh, we have a tendency to run like a bad kid down a hallway with a brand new pair of technology scissors. <laughs> so, you know, the 80s come rolling along and suddenly anything you could possibly want can now be made into a wallpaper and can now go up on your walls. Yeah. And people went berserk. And when you walked into that kitchen and there were uh, dogs and duckies on every possible surface, you just went, oh, heaven help us. Yeah. Of, I'm going to agree with Benjamin Franklin and I'm going to say have a little, have a little restraint. There we go. Less is more of we, we don't need so much of it. But again, I, I think when we come back, we really need to talk about 
the design and function of what you want versus what we did. Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. And I'm hoping we trigger some people. I'd like to have a hot yeah. debate on this. You're listening to Tool Talk Radio. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. Would you please come help me tamp this down? It's a job that requires two men. News Talk 98.9. The roar of Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Just like this show. Actually, it is a show that requires three men, I suppose. So, But uh, anyway, uh, welcome back to Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901 683 0989 like apparently i guess people are waking up now some people have uh, mm, finally gotten their in. yeah gotten their head out of the clouds and now they're weighing in on the conversation we've got here uh on on among the topics of discussion that we want to hear from you about if you got any good christmas presents uh if you got any good tools for christmas we should say we'd like to hear from you at the big m roofing and remodeling hotline 901-683-0989 or if you've got a good idea for a nickname for this giant beaver that they captured over at St. Francis Hospital, we would love to know. At the moment, Keith's vote was for Iron Tooth. My vote was for either the refrigerator or the commander. And, um, Max, you said somebody else weighed in with some uh, names for this beaver. Who do you think? Agent yeah. 732. Figured. Okay. Either Dr. Dam, Beaver Nightingale, or Alexander Fleming. <laughs> so so he thinks the beaver discovered penicillin? Yes. Apparently. Okay. Oh, I was wondering who that was. So I like Beaver Nightingale. That's a good one. So. All right. Those are those are those are legitimate. I well, like you didn't that. like my Dr. Bucky? Uh Bucky, uh, you know, he's overplayed. I, I love I Bucky and I'll I I love he, that. He place, is a, he is he gets too much. He's got a, he gets yeah, I was about to say he's got enough enough stuff. He going can't on. get his hand into everything. So okay. And then also Agent Seven Three Two just texted in. They said there's a great book called The Yellow Wallpaper that talks all about what wallpaper can do. Okay. Yellow wallpaper. That's an odd an, I wonder why it's it does turn yellow over time if it's oh, not yeah, the, yeah, so yeah. all right. Well agent right. seven three two, it sounds like you've had your morning coffee and thanks for the contribution. So uh that's good. That's the stuff we're looking for. There's still plenty of time for you to to give your votes and uh at the end of the show we'll pick a winner. How's that of the uh of the uh, nickname mm. for this giant beaver. Also, if you want to watch the show, go to the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page and the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page, and also head on over to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and like the page and share the page. Well, Alan, we were talking uh, before the break about uh, historically terrible, and I'm already waffling a little bit. I just, I don't know, I've never really liked wallpaper Partly, I've had bad experiences back mm. in the day. Gosh, I can't tell you. When I was doing a lot more painting, I don't really do much painting anymore, but uh, um, man, pulling off wallpaper or putting yeah. it up or whatever, I just, it was a pain. And man, I, I feel like there was a period where all I was doing was one or the other. And mm. uh, a lot of removing, I should say, because as as the years went on, I noticed people just didn't want it. And they, um, you know, they just wanted to go back to a nice lightly colored painted surface i know today open floor plans and everything the tendency is to have lighter walls and right do, you know you know but um i don't know there's i know there's some merit to wallpaper and i actually heard it's making somewhat of a comeback but well, i feel like it's a different variety it's more is it is it true to say it's an accent these days if you're a decorator out there i'd love to know your feelings are people 
doing one wall or are they doing the whole room or, you know, I'd love to know. A few projects I've seen lately of, well, first I want to speak to removing it off the wall. Yeah. Of please do not put four layers up there over the years. <laughs> Let's just start there. Oh, yeah. Of you Put I, a layer, paint over it, oh, put another layer. Paint, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've seen that. Of, and if for heaven's sake, especially in commercial buildings, stop buying the uh, vinyl wall covering. Uh, That's just awful. It did. It didn't breathe. It was in the eighties. It was a big thing. And moisture. Yep. Oh my gosh! It was absolutely a mold farm, yeah. and you know we are cutting that stuff down and taking it down by the hundreds of yards out of buildings for several years. Mm, yeah, of not one of our best technology choices. Of I've seen some new projects recently that did. Yeah, actually feature wallpaper, but they were in areas that were not in impact areas where a chair would hit it. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, doors were installed with door catches okay. so that they were not hitting the walls. Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of things that went into preventative stuff, so. making this a good looking project of I've also seen a lot of Wayne's coating making a comeback. Uh, because the wainscoting covered the lower impact area where the wallpaper always got destroyed. Yeah. And I've also seen wallpaper projects that stop at edges. Mm. All right, we wallpapered the accent wall, but we stopped at the edge going to the door, and that has an edge cover on it. Right. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of technologies overlapping that let you take full advantage of all of the things available to you in modern wall covers and a lot of them now breathe and a lot of the adhesives now are again anti-fungal anti-bug anti everything that you don't want growing in your home mm -hmm. so using and i'm gonna say judiciously using a wall cover with the proper application with the proper chemicals right it's not bad, and you can create some truly amazing rooms. Well, and here's the new thing, uh, the, and I'm not familiar. I've never even put it up, so I'm not going to pretend I know much about this, but I can imagine the technology involved for peel and stick. It's like a removable wallpaper. You put it up, you smooth it out, and you don't. if you don't like it in three months, you pull it off, and it just peels right off. It's kind of like, yeah. I guess, one of those... Stickers like you might put on your fridge and it peels out. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's electricity or something. I yeah, don't, I don't have know. you seen that? Because I'm yeah. I've been hearing about that, but I just wonder how well that would actually stick. I, no, I have no idea. I've, I've never used it, so I'm afraid to. I speak think that's on a it. newer one. I feel like you'd get air bubbles, and I just don't. I feel like the corners would peel eventually or something. I, I don't well, know. the thing to remember when you put this stuff up on the wall, everything that goes up will come down again later. Yeah. I don't Just know. plain it's, and simple. And if you put it up, sooner or later, somebody's going to want to take it down. Somebody's going to want to change it. Uh, I guess, you know, it's just a decorative. It's subjective. There's nothing, you know. I, I feel like our beef is more along the lines of the of the uh, practical nature of it, the mm. functional part. The, 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 like we're saying, we're talking about moisture. We're talking about uh, peeling oh, yeah. it off. And I just, I don't know. I'm always a less is more type of person anyway. And it seems like if you look at the designer trends over the last 20 years, I didn't see a whole lot of wallpaper going on. I saw a lot of lighter colors. I saw yep. a lot of open spaces. and so. Well, again, people have discovered the house needs to breathe. Right, yeah. And again, you know, we talk about HVAC all the time and our buddy Larry Brown and all that. 
And, you know, we discover that the more you wrap it up, the more moisture you can trap in it. Right. The less, you know, the less the house breathes and moves. Well, if you're a designer out there and you've been using wallpaper or if it is making a comeback, I'm speaking out of ignorance. I don't do a whole lot of painting anymore and I don't know. I don't know. I, I haven't really worked with wallpaper in years, so I don't know. But I've, uh, I've seen a couple of new projects that went well and looked good. Okay. So, uh, we, yeah, I don't know. That was a weird segment because I don't know if we <laughs> – I feel like I compromise my own position partway through. But uh, I also don't like to just be a hater. But um, well, anyway. That's true. I mean, I'm not a big fan of putting it up. That's for sure. Okay. You know who doesn't – I don't believe he deals with wallpaper in any capacity, and it's probably he's probably better for it, is our good buddy Jay Hill with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. <laughs> he Now, he deals with water. I mean, you better yes, believe he, he deals with the exterior protection of your home. Roofing, siding, gutters, windows from top to bottom. So you talk about a guy that understands, uh, you know, keeping the water out and yes. uh, moisture control, all of that. So, but uh, Jay Hill, what a dynamic, uh, what a dynamic businessman he is. I'm, I'm, man, I, the day we met Jay Hill was a great day, Al. You remember that? I, I remember <laughs> I, I it like it was I yesterday. The show. Yes. So met him at a home show and uh, he's joined, he's joined the, the Tool Talk radio team and it's been going great. But Jay, if you have any roofing needs, especially, we should zero on on that. Jay is a GAF master uh, elite installer, always five stars with the Better Business Bureau and good housekeeping. And Jay works, uh, like we said, with GAF. They, they have roofing systems. This is... It's really uh, pretty incredible technology. These systems are very smart. They look like regular shingles, but man, there is a purpose behind every every part of the design, from the ridge cap vents to the uh, to the edging they use, the aluminum flashing. Everything creates the most effective roof for you know keeping the water out and also letting your roof breathe, and which is a huge thing, which adds to the life of the roof. I mean, exponentially, you could say. Also, it makes your utility bills cheaper because when your roof is running cooler, you're you're paying less for utilities. And uh, uh, but Jay also, you know, he's all about the exterior protection of your home when it comes to gutters and siding and windows. So from top to bottom, he's uh, he's there for you. And uh, his consultation is free. And what's great about Jay his also is that he's a, a former insurance agent and. There's a lot of times where there could be issues with damage to the outside of your home, and it may be covered by your homeowner's insurance. But trying to figure that out yourself is kind of a losing yeah. proposition. You really need an advocate. Jay is almost like your legal advocate in that regard. So get Jay over there. He can he can look over the situation. And if you've got a path forward and your insurance is going to cover this, man, does that save you a lot of money. It'll save you thousands of dollars. And uh, also, you know, when, they, when he shows up, him and his team – they get down to business. This is yes. they are ready to take care of this. This is not going to drag on for months. This is going to happen quick, and it's just they bring a real great energy. And now you've got the peace of mind of knowing the outside of your home is protected. Jay's a great dude. He's just got a a, a really um, solid business, and we just love working with Big M Roofing and Remodeling. You can get in touch directly with Jay at nine zero one four eight four five six four five. Remember that's his personal number. So call him at inappropriate times that's sort <laughs> of the, the running gag we have <laughs> call them during the big game coming yep, up middle of the ball game uh or go to their website big and roofing and remodeling.com it's a pretty dynamic website too it's there's a lot to see on there so all right alan uh we're gonna take a quick break but when we come back we've got to get to our great moments in building history this is gonna be cool it's all about purifying water mm-hmm 
Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. And now for the finishing touch. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. I like that guy. Okay, so he, he ready? he's excited about getting the job done. <laughs> and welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. And there's probably... Uh, Max, Max is going to give you a hundred bucks if you know who that person was. No, I guess you. No, he's not. Somebody will Google <laughs> he that. Hasn't but, got hundred uh, bucks. That is a deep cut, Max. You can call or wait. Let me start over. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor Sammer, <laughs> Carpentry and Wood Turning. Here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from DarkOakMedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. You can call or text us, uh, like a lot of people have been doing today, at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. There's too many things to recap. If you've been listening all day, you know what we're looking for. Mm. Call us or text us there. We can't get to. We can't just reset the table every break, Alan. Uh, but uh, get in touch with us about you know anything. And also, if you have a home improvement question, too, uh, 901-683-0989. We also invite you to watch the show. There's two ways to do that. You can go to the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page or the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And also, we invite you to uh, go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and check out the posts we made over there, including the posts uh, that we're about to discuss right now. And now, great moments in building history. Um, Alan, I did post a aerial view of this, of this mm, particular, and it's not yes. the most, I will, I will say this is not necessarily the most, uh, oh, I don't know, artistic or beautiful looking thing, but it, what, what they're doing is beautiful and it's very useful. And I feel like there's going to be ramifications all across the, the planet in a good way, all about water treatment. And so what we're going to talk about today is is um, it's opening shortly. It is about to become the world's largest water treatment plant. It is the Northeast Water Purification Plant in Houston, Texas. And, you know, they never do anything small over there. Ooh, uh, the previous largest water treatment plant was actually in Egypt, but this one is going to dwarf. Well, I don't know if it's going to dwarf it, but it's going to. Um, at the moment, right now, their treatment uh, facility can process 80 million gallons of water clean drinking water every day for the city of houston this thing is going to up that to 400 million gallons of clean drinking water yes uh, that is unbelievable yeah. but what's neat about this when we're going to talk about this is the where they're getting the water and uh what it's going to do to i mean water water management is really one of the keys to civilization let's face it you don't have a civil civilization without clean water and mm-hmm. also where that dirty water goes, what you do with it, and, and all of that. But this is this is cool, Alan. This is actually a pretty exciting topic to talk about. So, um, and this is your old stomping grounds. I mean, it Houston, is indeed. Texas. So um, let's let's talk about the let's talk about this water purification plant. So, well, of let's face it, water is life. Sure. Of you know, I love this one show they have on TV called Homestead Rescue. And it shocks me the number of people that will move out into the woods and have no water. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we got everything lined up. Uh, it's, no water. I mean, that yeah. is like a theme of every single show. It's like, all right, the guy gets there and goes, let's talk about your water. Okay. Of All right, for those of you listening to us around the world, and, and I do actually mean that because we have listeners from Norway to New Zealand. That's true. They check us out the on TorTalkRadio.com. Yeah. Of Memphis is spoiled 
we don't really appreciate this Memphis, because we are spoiled. Man, we have what are known as artesian wells. We have a Navarro sand system that starts a few counties across the state away from us. And when the water falls there, it is absorbed into these sand banks and is purified a couple of thousand feet underground as the water moves through the soil. Mm -hmm. And the one thing people don't really appreciate is the amount of water in the ground. We Bingo. Because I think that's going to be the future is um, managing what happens underground or maybe leaving it alone or something. Well, but, yeah, there's a lot. There's rivers underneath us. There's yes. giant lake. Maybe that's where sinkholes come from. Things that like is that. exactly right. Yeah, um, so. If you drive uh, east from here and you get on Interstate 40, one of the world's most famous highways, yeah. and you drive, let's say, like you're going to go to Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. As you're driving through those mountains and hills, you'll notice water literally coming out of the rock. That's it. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a sunny day, and you're like, why is there water pouring between the gaps of these Why do I see rocks? a waterfall? Right. Or better yeah. yet, this time of year, why do I see an iceberg mm-hmm. hanging off the side of a mountain? Right. Okay, I say all of that to come back to water treatment. Right. Because... That's natural water treatment right there. Uh, exactly. But we being our lovely little human selves, create a lot of unnatural water, mm-hmm. a.k.a. water that's been through your dishwasher. Sure. Well, when you ran the dishwasher, did you just turn it on? Yeah. So No? I mean, no, what'd you do first? Uh, wait, what are you talking about? You you ran the dishwasher. You ran it this morning or last night. Okay. Did you not put a soap packet oh, in it? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so there's chemicals, there's do you Grease, have the little tiny bowl man in your toilet? Yeah. Do you yeah. have so we make a lot of unnatural water with mm-hmm. a lot of chemical components? Yeah, soap, everything. So, soap, yeah. chemicals of, and a lot of things that the other thing that happens is we create a lot of unnatural water with our lawns. Mm, yeah, that's true. All the fertilizer, and fertilizer, everything. and bug killers, and all that kind of stuff. So, well. Now we've got a lot of water that we really can't use, but it's water that we need. Yeah. Yep. I mean. Uh, what do you do with it? Right. You know, we, we used to just, you know, of uh, I, will, I will pick on of London. You know, they used to just, you know, kind of hope the, the brown water went away. And it doesn't. <laughs> send it, it downriver to, to your enemies. Yeah, so, send it yeah. downriver to the next guy. Right. Um, so. Water being this important, water being so crucial, here Houston has come in and they are putting in a water treatment plant that is just tremendous. And they are bringing in pretty much every form of water purification technology all under one roof. Right. I mean, they were talking about the revolutionary intake pumps. Like how, I mean, like, I mean, Okay, my math, they're, they're going to increase their water output by 500, uh, 500%, right? I mean, that yes. is five times the, uh, yes. that's a pretty big undertaking, you know. And, I mean, you know, they said this this pipe that um, that the water is going to flow through, you could drive a car through it. It's like a 108-inch yes. you know, pipe and everything like that. And um, what? so here's what, it, what, one of the features I found with this whole system, Alan, is they're saying one of the, one of the, important factors they're trying to avoid using groundwater which i'm assuming is like you're saying underground water yes. or they're using surface water and because 
that's the water, like you said, that's got all the impurities. That's sewage. Let's talk about, you know, I mean, let's just face it. This is water. If you can find a way to reuse it, kind of reminds me of Star Trek on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I had to reuse every drop of water. But, or uh, it makes me think of the still suits from Dune where yeah. they really they use every <laughs> single thing and circulate it throughout the body. You can even re-drink it. Yeah, I mean, this is where we're going. It's not that far-fetched anymore. But um, by using surface water rather than digging and mining right. and whatever – it changes it's well for one thing it it increases uh it, they said this is going to help against flooding which i'm sure there's reasons for that it's going to yes. help because uh it's going to help well for one thing recycling is always a good thing you know and it is uh, um and also water management um I, I like the notion of how it avoids flooding how does it avoid flooding because i mean it makes sense to me but people may not put that together okay well here <sighs> Here's what we're going to be looking at. And they dealt at. with flooding out in now, Houston. So. Houston, well, uh, we actually, Memphis has a lot in common with Houston, Vicksburg, New Orleans. Uh, we are a city that has a lot of water management. Mm-hmm. And we don't really think of it that way. But 100 years ago, Memphis was, you know, uh, the home of all kinds of terrible plagues. Sure. I mean, we had yellow fever, mosquitoes, and swamps, and... But Memphis has more or less been managed and drained. Houston, being a very low-lying city like New Orleans, is very sensitive to pushback from ocean water. Right. And there's also the massive Lake Houston, which is very similar to Lake Pontchartrain. I was wondering how big Lake Houston is because they said they're getting water from there, too. Lake Houston is... Pretty, big. pretty impressive. Okay. I mean, it's not it's not an inland sea, but it's big. Okay. So here you have all of these areas that are at relatively low heights, and Memphis being on bluffs, we're kind of out of this part of the program. But letting too much water accumulate at the surface is flooding. Right. So if we have an effective drain system that is now capable of handling up to 500% more volume, now flooding is a much less serious issue. Uh, I remember living in Houston, the street I lived on, on the regular Mm -hmm. flooded, like two or three times a summer. Right. Because there was water, there was a huge bayou outlet right at the end of my street. Sure. So, you know, having high water was nothing new growing up. This gives you a place to actually give it somewhere to go. Right. It can process the water. <laughs> and then plus, it's not just because, you know, the basic idea is if it was if it was flood water or something, they just got to get they got to get it out of there. Well, they're sending it somewhere. And if it's and if it was just sending it away, well, it's not and just not doing anything with it. You're gonna you're causing problems somewhere else down the line. Well, yeah, so you're just like, putting it out in the ocean, and now right. all that fertilizer is going to cause a green uh, an algae bloom, right? Which is going to mess up your oysters and your shrimp and all that. So the idea of being able to treat as much water and return it to a potable standard, mm. a drinkable standard, is amazing. That will drastically change the landscape. And the other thing that you'll begin avoiding, you brought up sinkholes. Right. Sinkholes happen when there's not enough groundwater. Oh, that's a good point. It erodes, then it dries up. It erodes, it, and then up how and suddenly down, you up and down, avoid. up and down, and then stuff collapses. Right. And now somewhere in Florida, a car dealership just disappeared in a huge hole. 
Yeah, I like. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's like you know, surface, but but this is all really revolutionary technology that can benefit the whole world. Well, I, I hope it, and I hope it will. So you know, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue this conversation because it is good news, and we like to spread good news here on Tool Talk Radio. <laughs> Absolutely, we're, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Tool Talk Radio with Joe and Alan. I got them a toaster. They call up the wedding and gave the toaster back to me. I tried to return the toaster to the store, and they said they no longer sold that kind of toaster. So now my house has got two toasters. News Talk 98.9, the roar of Memphis. Alan, you got like eight toasters. Is that how it happened for you, or are you just, I mean... Or is this sort of a hammer thing, where this particular type of toaster is for this method of whatever, or this type of bread? Yeah, I don't know. Alan has specialized You you don't cross the streams, the bagel toasters for the bagels. Exactly. That's right. And welcome back to uh, Tool Talk Radio, coming to you from the Brown Refrigeration Studios. I'm Joe Thorderson with Thor's Hammer, Carpentry and Wood Turning, here with my buddy Alan Gilbreth from darkoakmedia.com and our pal Max over there behind the glass. I would say there's just enough time to give us a quick text. Probably not a... Uh, mm. Hey, if you waited this long, it's your own fault, you know. <laughs> but uh, you can get in touch with us regardless at the Big M Roofing and Remodeling Hotline at 901-683-0989. Uh, before the end of the show, we'll probably announce a winner for our nickname for the giant beaver that was captured mm. over at uh, St. Francis Hospital. Boy, are we milking this story. But hey, you know, we need fun... You know, stories around the holidays. And it's that's, got a happy ending. It's got a happy ending, so we'll do that. Uh, also, if you want to watch the show, really, and also I should say you can watch the show anytime. If you want to just, uh, if you're driving around right now and you obviously can't watch mm. the show, you can go back anytime and uh, scroll through, watch any of the past shows you want at the News Talk 98.9 The Roars Facebook page or the News Talk 98.9 The Roars X page. And we also invite you to go to the Tool Talk Radio Facebook page and like the page and share the page. So in a minute, Alan, we're going to get back to our uh, great moments in building history, which is a modern, you know, well, we're saying history. I mean, this thing is actually opening uh, shortly. It's opening Mm -hmm. in 2024. I think it's doing a soft opening. now. It's functioning now. But it is the Northeast Water Purification Plant in Houston and is really revolutionary water purification technology happening and it's gonna it's gonna have ramifications across the the globe in a good way but before we get to that speaking of having ramifications across the globe hopefully in a good way what's going on with dark oak media this week so oh goodness i mean christmas is over so you can't milk the uh you know well cooking stuff anymore well actually we are we we still are of course the uh the big hit right now is the uh 12 t's of the holidays so, uh, yep, we got one of those advent calendars with a different T for every day. You're not singing that and, song, are you? No, no, set no. Set to T. No, okay, no. good. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. If okay. you want to watch my friends get punchier as they go from T to T to T. Um, yeah, Why would they be getting hilarious. What are you putting in this T? Uh, it's, it's, well, it's just a different T back to back. So, okay. bless their little hearts. They had to try 12 different T's in a row. It gets pretty humorous. It's one of the episodes called In a Partridge in a, um, a Pear Tea. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Uh, okay, wait. You know, sorry, but how do you clean your palate after drinking tea so you get a fresh? Uh, well, you I take mean, a sip of water, and then you hope you don't, uh, then the next one hits. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. All right. it was, I'm no authority is, on tea, but yeah, it seems like. It, it is pretty funny. So you get to hang out and watch that. They can pop over to uh, Dark Oak Media on YouTube. 
or they can pop over to, uh, of course, they can go to Tool Talk Radio or even Geek Tank Radio, for that matter. Okay. And get access to the YouTube channel. And again, folks, they can take us, you know, take us with you. Listen to years of content. I Absolutely. mean, what the heck? It's we've, there. We've so. been there for a while. We're getting close to six years of doing this stuff. Wow. So can you imagine that? All right. That sounds that sounds good. And as long as we're doing shameless self-promotion, I just want to say that I'm back. I'm I'm feeling great, Al. I'm so good. glad I got that surgery done. I had minor surgery done that I really have needed for like five years. Yeah, and, yeah uh, you've, anyway. been, you've been open. Something didn't die. And uh, <laughs> I'm excited about some future projects uh, involving, you know, the – I'll, I'll – I'm going to work in most parts of the home now. I've, I've been mostly specializing in the outside of your home, but I, I mean, there's a lot of interior projects that are cool. Yeah. So mostly carpentry. That's kind of what I lean towards. But if you need a, I don't know, a room addition or a deck or a patio cover or a pergola or something interesting, I still would love to do something like a big art piece in the back of your yard. If you want to, if you want to mm. recreate st- Stonehenge in wood in the back of your yard, call oh, yeah. me. I would love to tackle that project, but Anything interesting made out of wood, or if you have any interesting carpentry projects for your home, uh, I would love to work with you. You uh, you can call me directly at 901-921-7105 or go to my website, thorshomes.com. And you'll probably be surprised when you go over there about uh, some of the things that, that I've posted. Also, I just want to mention that... Um, you might think, oh well, gosh, this guy's you know he's he's got a radio show and all this. I bet he's really expensive to hire. Oh, contraire, my friends, <laughs> I have I have very strategically positioned myself with my over with the overhead that I have for my business to operate really efficiently. A lot of times, I I'm not the lowest bid, but I come in pretty competitive with my bid. So There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So uh, get in touch nine zero one nine two one seven one zero five. All right, so, Alan, we've been talking about the uh, Northeast Water Purification Plant expansion, I should say. This is right. upgrading. They they basically took a water purification plant in Houston, Texas, where they, they the capacity currently was 80 million gallons of water a day, and uh, shortly it's going up to 400 millions of gal- gallons of water daily. Also, they're changing where the water is coming from. This is not just water that they're digging out of the ground. You talked right. about you something very interesting. You talked about sinkholes being caused by, you know, it's not just a continual flow of water. It might be the water flows, then it dries up, then it, and then you suddenly have these underground voids and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not relying on groundwater, you can let the water do its thing naturally underground and let it, and not just drill it out of the ground or things like that and all of these things if if we could do this globally i mean there's a lot of countries that's one of their biggest challenges is getting clean drinking water what if we could tackle that problem that alone would be revolutionary i mean when you think about the amount of water we convert from usable to mm non-usable uh it's staggering you know so we're, we're talking about 400 million gallons per day right of, as somebody once put it, he goes, if you want to think about water and the magnitude, think about cities like Dallas or Atlanta or, you know, these, you know, big, big, big cities. So, you know, think about someplace like London and think about halftime during the Super Bowl. <laughs> you always bring that up. How many good people point. went right. to the potty? And, you know, in the first five minutes after the game stopped, right. you know, you start... And you start thinking about someplace the size of L.A. Mm, or, yeah. again, Los Angeles, sure. Atlanta, New York. These are just just staggering volumes of, of water that 
we really can't afford to waste. No. I mean, and so you get into places like uh, California or Colorado, who has uh, a less reliable water supply, and they are also investing heavily in this, we need to keep every drop of water we can get our hands on. Well, you know, I lived in San Diego, and I do, I when I lived there, the the water that we got came from like the Colorado River. So it came, I mean, hundreds of miles away. Right. It was not something you even drank with. I always bought water from the store, and I hate to say it, I mean, it's just what you did. Uh, but um, if they could tackle this, because they, even California, they produce groundwater. If they can capture that and re, if we can reuse keep, that. Right. If we can keep captive water, if you mm-hmm. wish to call it that, yeah. uh, in circulation, that reduces our need on the other natural resources. I was curious because I was looking over this article and it was talking about the one of the, so the part of the revolution with this is the, you know, the, uh, the new intake pumps. Well, because there's only so much water you can run through right. a system at a time. Well, if you just improve that capacity by 500%, that's revolutionary. But also- awesome. There is purification technology. I I want to say I even thought there was something involving infrared light. Am I wrong? Yes. Or so? What are the different purification techniques that they're using that they didn't have before? Because that's uh, well, you know, you're, that's you're, something that might wind up in our home in a few years. But. Well, these things are already in your home. Okay. Of, all right. Well, your easiest one is activated charcoal. Yeah. Uh, we've been using that for hundreds of years to get toxins out of our out of our bodies and out of our water. Okay. Uh, you have reverse osmosis, which is passing water through a semi-permeable membrane, a.k.a. the membrane will let water pass through, but nothing else. Oh, so it has to go. be the size of water or less. Of Now we have added lasers. We've also added, well, we're talking about the Remy Halo, the UVC capability. Right. In my fish ponds, I have UVC filters that kill organics and keep my fish ponds nice and clear and from being all algae covered. These are, in the last 20 years, innovations that are making huge, huge strains forward. Because now you could have your settling pond and have all of the wonderful organics in full full activity, removing the waste in the water, converting the waste to something else, or trapping it. And now we have a way of eliminating those organics so that we can get back to having the pure water. It's pretty cool. And, I mean, this is a story we're definitely going to be following with great interest because it's not just Houston now. It's going to be – this, oh, this is going to be worldwide. And this is a and, lot of places, yes. Yeah. But pretty cool. So so hats off to the people of Houston, the Northeast Water Purification Plant. So, hey, and I I know I said that I think we'll save this for next week. We'll make we're going to we're going to gather together. We're going to we're going to uh, vote on our favorite uh, <laughs> nickname for this giant beaver and we'll announce the winner next week. How's that? Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, you've listened to another unusual episode of Tool Talk Radio, but it's time to get out of here. So on behalf of my buddy, Alan Gilbreth and our pal Max over there behind the glass, I'm Joe Thorderson. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2024.